that's going to give you everything that, that's on the system. So you got the radiator control, the chilled water control, and then all four areas. So you can either go this way or you can go up here and click on that bar and it'll give you the same list. Okay. It's just one or two ways of getting to where you want to go. All right, so. So, so let, me, let me ask you this just so I understand. What is the radiator control and what is the CHW control? All These right. are obvious, but. Um, so your radiator control is basically what's telling the radiators is sending this as, as your sensors and your radiators and your valves, or just the radiators, is all is tied to that controller. The hot water pump, chill water pump, chiller, boiler start stop, and something else. So if you were to summarize it this way, there might be like four or five things that are going to a control on the control panel downstairs. And here you got a couple things going to the, yeah. the radiator so, control. So there's actually a control down there that's yeah, controlled. And, and that big, yeah, in that big gray box, you got those two black boxes. The one on the left is for the chilled water, and the one on the right is for the radiators. But if you go and click on the radiator control, Yes, that's literally, that's what you see. Yeah, that's what you see. So if you scroll up, you're going to see basement is reading 67, basement east is 71, sanctuary is 68, sanctuary west is 68. And that's telling you what those, each valve is, is what position, whether they're on or off. So those are the control valves that are up in the ceiling. Correct. So that's what's on that controller right there. Now, if you wanted to, how deep, how deep in this rabbit hole do we want to go? Is the question. Yeah, I know he's talking about how you can override something, you can force some things on. But you see, you can't physically override anything by the sensors. No, you got So you'd have to do it from the computer. You can override things and you can force things on. The danger is with that is once you force something on, it's not under control anymore. It's either stuck on or yeah. stuck off. So in other words, you have to go back to that particular control and I mean, reset it to what it needs right. to be. Right. Right. Give me in circumstances when that would happen, like when when you would ever need to override something. Okay. Let's just say for the sake of argument, everything right now decided whether the chill is working or the the hot water is working is dependent on the outside temperature sensor. Some kid walks over and knocks the outside temperature sensor, it's no longer operational. Nothing will work. It's well, I gotta get the chiller on. Or that's okay, let's go out. We already know that. And I'm gonna give you an over you can put an override command on there and turn the chiller on until we fix that so, other part. So you're telling it's like I don't care what that outdoor sensor says, I'm gonna tell you what I'm to do. I'm gonna tell you what to do. And that's yes. how it does. Um, what I'd rather do right now, I'd rather, and I believe in this, I'm giving you what's called continuous commissioning. During the time that this thing is under warranty, because we're gonna come into summer, I'm gonna have to do some tweaking. We're gonna come into this, we're gonna have to do some tweaking. I'd rather let us do the tweaking and you can see it and see what we change. Um, 
except for an emergency, everything else. I, I'll tell you how to do it if it's an emergency. Like you call up and the guy who's on call that weekend doesn't have the training in this. Usually one of the supervisors does. We can get hold of one of us. Yeah. But, you know, if it comes down to an emergency, you have to know how to do it. Okay? I would prefer you don't do it only if you can't get a hold of us. And then as you get more inclined with it, then you can start making other different changes. As we start tweaking, you find out it runs better and what I'm doing here. Because I call it continuous commission. Yeah. And we want to back you up with that. But the, the, the things that, that I've discovered that, that I do up in the other campus, they're the simple things like, like programming and changing the program. Yeah. You know, when's the occupied time and the unoccupied yeah. time? What do I want those temperatures I, to be? And that's, that what, stuff. that's really what I want you to do right now. Okay, so that's what well, I think we'll go that far right now. There is a way to do an override, but I don't want to teach you an override yet. I mean, what I had to do uh, one of the weekends, I had Ray come by and when we were testing out. We found out we had a couple of valves reversed. Ray was able to come over here on his phone, and I talked him through how to do an override. So, so you're just you didn't you don't have to change the valves at all. You're just right. you're just telling them it's like oh well, this valve number one you need to contact this. this yeah, valve where here. we had like okay, so if you go like valve one two three four and then you go to each sensor one two three four. When I I had everything wrote down as to what it was, so I knew in my head that sensor one went with sensor valve one. But when I programmed it by labeling everything, I labeled it wrong. So that's where we were having a lot of issue. Okay. And you said you worked through that. <laughs> and, and so I, yes, all... so I've got that squared away now. So actually basement east is going with basement east valve. Is there, is there, did you change the physical labeling? No. Yeah, I changed the physical labeling <laughs> in here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, you know, four years down the road when you forget that. It's always know, right here. It's all okay, right so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so, all right, so if you go back up to where it says radiator control and click on the chilled water control. going to do the same thing that the radiator control did. It's going to show you everything that's tied to that one controller. You got the hot water pump status, chill water pump status, the outdoor temperature, your hot water return temp, your supply, the chill water supply temp, the pump start, boiler start, uh, start stop. So this is just, this is the status of what things are at right now. Pretty much, yes. Um, So now, if you're wanting to go to like see what the scheduling is, how it's set, if you scroll all the way down to schedules and you click on the little pencil for air handler, what is that, air handler two? That's the scheduling that's set up Monday through Sunday. Now, how deep in this rabbit hole do we want to go? So you have in here, 
So the only occupied time that you have set, otherwise Monday through Friday, it's all unoccupied. Correct. Right? Well, or do except you, for, yeah, yeah, Sunday it goes into occupied at Okay, okay, let's look, let's look at Wednesday. Wait, which, which number was this? Was this, this number is air handler two, so this, this is, is one. two, it's, it's one over here. Yes. So let's go to, let's go to air handler three. All right. Okay, so let me, let me go back to. Go up, just go choose device. Uh, so I can go directly there? You should be able to, yeah. And then go to schedule. Okay, so you have to pick the unit and then you get the schedule. Um, no, all right. Go back, go back to menu. This is where I confuse myself. Cause, all right, so scroll all the way down and then go back to schedule. Yeah, go to schedule yeah. down here. And then go to air handler three. Where's the bottom? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at your numbers. They're like, yeah, for whatever it. Okay, so we have to come a little bit different. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to Wednesday. Oh, you already got it set yeah. that way. Okay, so that is unoccupied from you know twelve in the morning until one o'clock in the afternoon. Afternoon, and then it goes <coughs> back into an unoccupied at nine p.m. Okay, so let's let's just look at that. So if I wanted to if I wanted to change that occupied, that's a simple enough thing to do. So I'm gonna instead of calling it thirteen hundred, we're gonna we're, but you're giving it time. To warm up or cool warm down, down or cool down. Yeah. So they they, they get together at six o'clock. Um, so if so, you wanted to set it so, so four o'clock, that would give it two hours to do its thing. Right. Right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change that, and that's just simple. That's just get it saved, and yeah. so it's it's done. And then when you get, if you change it here, you scroll all the way to the bottom, and then you'll click then save you again. And that'll and that change has been made. Okay. Now, in theory, let's say that let's say that change was going to be made in all four air handlers. Well, that's not let's say on Sunday because you're you're scheduling two of them because they're both you know this one's over here, mm -hmm. um, and this one's over here. So you're going to be adjusting those at the same time. Do you still have to go in and do them one at a time, or do you? Yes, you have two? to go individual to air handler one and air handler two, and then change the scheduling. Okay. And that, that's fine as long as I know that because I don't want to be wasting time. It's like, oh crap, I get it. I do them one at a time. And you'd be yeah. like, oh no, you can do all four at a time if you want. Um, there's a way, I don't know if that's a global scheduling. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, there's just so much to, to this side of the system. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, it's hard to keep <clears> up with everything. I, I want to say that you can set up a global scheduling and set everything at once, how you want it. Mm -hmm. um, I think you might have to do that through interlocks, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't want to complicate the interlocks yeah. anymore. Okay, so when you're when you're in here, let's go again to another basic. It's like okay, so I set the time. How do you set the temperature? All right, so to set the temperatures, you have to go through. Do I have to go to that unit? Because I'm in, I'm in air handler number three right yeah, now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you go to the unit and then it's, it goes to set points and it goes. Yeah. And then you so go to choose a device. And we'll let's see, we're on air handler three. 
So then go to set points and temperature. So this is telling me occupied cooling is set for 75, occupied heating is at 66, so forth and so on. Um, I don't know that you can, I don't know if you can change it from here or not. Uh, try clicking on the occupied cooling. Yes, it'll allow you to change it from there. So if you change it, so you say you set it for 72 degrees. Throughout that whole schedule, anytime it goes into an occupied mode, it's going to keep it at 72 degrees. And then when it comes out unoccupied, it's going to, I think, go to 75 or 78, whatever it was set for. I think it's 78 is what unoccupied was set for. Yeah, that's that's how you would change it. Change your set point. Okay, and at that point, do I have to go back down the bottom here? No, there's no save. No. There's no final save. Yeah. There. Once you go in and, and you click click on that and you adjust it and you hit save, it's saved there. Okay. <coughs> now let me ask you something. This is just for my peace of mind. If I'm going in here and I'm playing around, and just to kind of see how this thing works. Can I really do anything to screw things up too bad? As you know, long what as I'm going to do, it, what gonna do for you right now is I'm going to set up a different username and password for you. And I'm going to give you a view right now where you can't really screw things up. Okay. And this, in that way, you can ask a bunch of questions and we can answer them for you. Uh, you can't really hurt it. Okay, so let me just jump on your thing right here. Instead of being under the master, you'll be under a user. Yeah, yeah. You know. And that's a good uh, way okay. to learn it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, on the master, you can cause a lot of trouble. So right, right now, you're <laughs> under the master. <laughs> Right, right. But just pick your 
What password did you use just in case? Did, just like you said, 2204 park, park with a capital P. Okay. So let me just change, you know, you got to verify it. See, I'm no computer scientist when I use my keyboard. Uh, when I was when I was younger, I could type like crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna put gender as a tenant, okay? Because you can't do many changes. So it's already like kind of pre-limited, right? Yes, by what you're calling it. Now later on, when we set up alarms, you even set up where it gives alarms out, like when certain temperatures go out in certain spaces, or different things fail you can get an alarm on it. But right now, while we're getting, this thing is finishing tuning in and everything else, you'll get nuisance once and then you'll say, yeah. I don't know why yeah. I'm ever looking. Right. right. But once we go for a while, we, because I'll be calling up on a few other people would be calling up on double checking and checking everything else up for you because I can go and look at, okay, when I go over here, Diagnostics is a different thing we can go in here, but if I go back to the menu, uh, let's look at air handler one. Link to air handler one. And there, I get a trend button. And I can look at this and say, okay, I want to know. I'm going back. Air handle one, I can trend something. Not out to hot air temperature. Let's go back. What do you mean to click that? Okay. Um, effective zone temperature. I want to know. I can take a look back over time and see what the zone temperature is did. Not too much swing. Mm-hmm. It's been holding its heat very well. Oh, that's only, yeah, that's only uh, one and a half degrees between. Right. Yeah. And you got to be careful when you look at this thing. And once it gets enough time, it can give you more time over that. Right. We did a backup, so it just, when he does a backup, it doesn't give you that much history. Right. But right. it's a good way to say, hey, what's been happening here? You can run trends. Person, you got set points and schedule. That's it, really in a nutshell, right now. So you could see, I guess, if if there was, if you were kind of having doubt as to whether things were working in conjunction with each other the way they're supposed to, is by looking at trends and seeing it's like one where air handlers always whack. It's doing its own exactly. Thing. That's it's information comes. It's it's about data. All right. Sometimes you got there's a lot of data sitting out in something. And the thing is, you got to have the knowledge of what that data really means. Right. right. And then you're able to put it into. I always call you take it as a scientific approach. You make a hypothesis, and then you actually physically go to too many people. This is where the biggest mistakes comes in with controls. Too many people sitting at the desk going, pop, pop, pop. Well, it should be working because the thing says so. Right. Uh, I'm always a big fan, pop, 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 I think it's working, send somebody. Or get somebody over there, put, can you put your hand on this pipe, is it hot or cold? <laughs> right. 
So those are the things that go together. Yeah. It's just an indicator. It's not be all end all, but here's a way that let's say on you find out they're going to have an event here on Tuesday. You can oh, turn that right. system on. You can lock it on. You can you can go. That's, that's what, what I can see happening more than anything. That's what I think. Um, and so you don't have to send somebody down here to do it. You can right. do it from your home. You can do it anywhere you're at. Hey, I got the system on. Right. Right. Okay. Tomorrow we have a funeral, for example. I have to go through a couple, which typically on Friday there's nobody there. Staff doesn't work no. on Friday. But I have to go through the units up there just to make sure that we're going to have, it's going to be warm enough, comfortable enough. You yeah. Know, for, but that's a good example as to what the kind of things that I do on there. I don't, I, don't, I don't care to know way more than I have to. You know no. what I mean? That's, that's but I want you, you can use that new, when you log on from now on, you want to log on as you and see the difference. Yeah, but where, where are you logging on? You're logging on from the main screen where I came in at, at well, the get Well, since you still got you on there, let's just go back to the home page. I hate that. I hate having a mouse in my heel. All right. But my battery's dead on my mouse. That's why I went downstairs and checked my mail. And you got it looking for a, 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 a white battery. Facilities where we're gonna be. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm gonna click in facility and I'm gonna log out. Then you go in and then you can put in Mark in here, and then you're gonna be in as you. What you'll see. Oh yeah, you went. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I read all that. Every time you get them on your phone, you oh, yeah. get them. Except. <laughs> I I have tried. You know, you read through the first couple paragraphs, and then it's like, and then you skim down to the bottom to see how long it is. Yeah, it's like, like, there's nobody in the world that reads this. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, yeah, the worst thing is because I do the cruising I do, and they have this thing called a cruise ticket, and it goes on for like three, four pages. You got to accept. Then you come up, but does it again? Except. So it, it just it just took my choices and just like shrunk them down. Well, like, it you does got, too. You got a couple. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it does a lot that way. Uh, but when you still go here to devices, let's see what it shows you. And I can go over here to. So you just basically can read. All right, let's look at another device. Let's see if we can change the temperature, okay? This is the area where look. Schedule. Alright. You can still set the schedule. That's just when something's out of. Us. Yeah, we can set that. I haven't set up any alarms yet. Because I, I said, you don't want to. Right, right. I want this thing consistently running right. So that way, when you get an alarm, 
It's but is it? I mean, is it even giving you alarms? Or I'm not even looking for it. We're just mag we're looking at it manually right now. Okay. Not doing any alarm because it'll drive everybody. Because I've seen that door. on the controls at each unit, something about an alarm, and I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, we have to go clean it all out because there's been times power drop out, everything else, when all the work going on there, you can get a bunch of, we'll have to clear it out. Where we start over and set up. A lot of them is where it was calling for heat and we had the valves shut because so, we were still working with the valves trying to get them tweaked and it, it, the alarm would be insufficient heating or it hasn't raised temperature in X amount of time. Yeah. That's, that's all the alarm. You know, the neat thing, you still can go up to the thermostat. We didn't lock the thermostats out itself, those screens, you still can go to those. Mm -hmm. But play around with this for a while, and then I'll change it to a tech. I mean, you, you mean literally now, or you mean like in the, in the future? In the future. There's okay. a lot to absorb right. in one, one hour. <laughs> this is, right. We do really big control systems that are really uh, involved. This is actually the middle of the road. And even with those big systems, we say we give eight hours of training, and we never do more than four hours at a time because yeah. there's no way yeah. you can absorb it all. <laughs> do these do these units actually do anything with the humidity besides suck the moisture out of the air during no. air conditioning no. season? No. But there's no. So even if it's reading humidity, that's just because the controls will read it, but it right. can't. It doesn't yeah. do anything with it. it just there's a trick that you can do. There is actually. There is a function that you can put on there. There's a couple of different ways of controlling humidity. If the humidity starts getting above a certain point, like everything else, what it'll do is it'll drop your cooling set point down a little bit more. So it runs a little bit cooler. So you goes, hey, Bill, this thing's been set up for 78, but it's been running 75. Oh yeah, because the humidity is up so high, it actually turned the air conditioning on a little bit to help drive down the humidity. Yeah. I don't have that, that's a function. And we have a bunch of different, I don't have that activated yet because as I said, that continuous commissioning mm -hmm. is a watch of what I need to do. There's also another thing called um, optimal startup. Right now you got a schedule and it says, and he put in one o'clock to give it plenty of time or said to be up there. Well, what you can do is use this optimum start, and it. That's it, what Rick was. Rick, right? Yeah. He yeah. was telling me it'll figure out after a while. How yeah. Much, after a while. Yeah. How much time it takes yeah. for it to come up? Yeah. But it needs to run for a while. It needs yeah. to run for. Yeah. A while you need to have so it can build up and learn from itself. But those are things I will keep adding in there as as it makes sense. Okay. So is this, a, is this a, I see there's cool stage one and two. Is this a four stage cool? Or is it two stage? No, I think it's modulating. Yeah, it's it's modulating. modulating, you remember the valve? Yeah. That goes in everything else? Yeah. It's actually modulating. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was thinking the stages were determined by those units outside. No. Like at the, at the chiller. No, all like the chiller does, the chiller, all we do is tell them the chiller start. The chiller has its own internal programming saying, we're trying to main 45 degree water. And it'll start up maybe one compressor and see how fast it comes down. And it's gonna modulate how many compressors and everything else it okay. uses by maintaining to, to, a 45 to, to degree maintain water. maintain that water. Right, right, right. okay. Because yeah. what you really So that's want, all really a whole separate thing, even though they're maybe yeah. talking to each other, but that chiller's kind of like on its own. Trying it's to on its own. We're just gonna tell, you come on, 
and everything else. Now, what we see is that if we're telling this on, we have the chill water. I can set up an alarm that says if the chill is commanded on and the temperature, the chill water supply temperature stays above X amount of degrees for so amount of time, send an alarm. Mm -hmm. So the, not the, the heat's the same way? Yeah. With what you yeah. showed me downstairs with that valve. But the the thing the thing through this is is you're not see that's a, that it falls under admin because you have to go through commission in order to change temperatures on the radiators. I know. What did this? Can you actually change your temperatures on each individual radiator or on like the zone? Just the zone. Yeah. So like you could one run one zone. I don't even know what the temperature is. Is one hundred and fifty degrees? I don't. I don't know what it is. Water temperature. So you water temperature would run anywhere about 180 degrees. So you yeah. could have one zone running at one temperature, and another zone running at another temperature. Well, no, you say, no. I want this zone over here. Not the, 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 I just it's, want it's, at 170 degrees. It's just going to open up the valve and send 180 degree okay. water there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the other okay. ones are opening up. They're basically just open and closed. I need heat. Open, but the heat I need more heat yeah. here, so yeah. I'm going to open up wider. Yeah. I don't yeah. need as much here. Yeah. Okay. So these are all these kind of things like in some of these might even be like the indoor air quality or the damper or the uh like do you even have dampers anymore no like that other unit that had a damper because it was sucking air in yeah. from the outside and they screwed them shut oh really yeah we want i want them screwed shut oh you mean your guys screwed them shut yeah oh okay i, I thought you meant shut because that unit is disabled it's sealed off what i didn't want to have happening is a bunch of air leaking by and making the church colder than it needs to be because we're trying to you already got a building because of the age of the building built in 1950 okay we have a thing called infiltration where you know how much these windows and everything else leak do you know how all these windows close let alone leak yeah, <laughs> yeah. so the I, one where, yeah. Well, I don't know if that one was closed on your side the one over here on this side it's like i was trying to close it when i was in the bathroom earlier and it's like you can't even close this yeah it's all work which it could you could get it to close yeah. it. but anyway sorry but that, that's what i mean by infiltration right i mean um, as they build better and newer buildings, they make them tighter and everything else, and then we have to go by a whole different code of what to put in there. Did they put the uh, GPS units in these things? Yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. another thing that we really helped out with. We put this thing called Global Plasma Solution Devices in there. And what these things do is they emit positive and negative ions. And what the code says is that for every person inside that building, you need to be bringing in 15 to 20 CFM of fresh air. You get pretty close to that with the way this building leaks. However, by using the GPS, an approved indoor air quality device. So it's going to change the CO2 it down, in the air. It's going to actually bring it down to 5 CFM per person. So big energy savings, but it's also good. I have it in my own house because it's all COVID crap. Right? I put it in, it cut down dusting for my wife, she loved it. He installed it, so. But it put a whole, it, it just emits these ions, and these ions come out and they do a couple different things. Number one, any like dirt particles, dust particles floating around, because it charges them different, they stick to each other. So now you have very small, they always pass by the filter. Now they get stuck together and your filter does a better job of filtering out because they're bigger clumps. 
Second thing happens, it goes out there and it's very good about killing smells, like the different things, volatile organic compounds that cause smelling, it'll kill them. It'll kill molds, all right? So you're talking about humidity and everything else. Now you just dump, every time that fan's running, you're dumping ions out. So it's killing molds, it's killing bacteria, and it will kill viruses. It's in the supply side, so it's, it's just, every time it cuts on, it's, it's blowing fresh ions into your building. I've got it in my house too, and it was incredible. We had to change the filters out. Right when we put it in, within a week, they were black. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah? I said, Bill, this, these things are black. And he's like, yeah, that's just the first week because it's coming to clean the air. But after that, it's uh, oh, yeah. it, it's incredible. My, my wife doesn't have to dust much either. Everything goes to the floor and you just vacuum it up because it so makes heavy. those, it, it charges the dust particles and things and it's large enough to fall down. But that's, that, that's great you got those. Yeah. Um, this is this is a random question, and I probably know what the answer is. Just for future reference, this building next door here, you've never been in, or you probably haven't looked at the units in there. Assuming that they were working mm-hmm. when the building was vacated, assuming they would work, were working, they should be able to be working now. I have looked over there. I mean, the gas, uh, the gas, obviously, I told you guys not to connect it over there, so we have no gas going over there to well, heat it, but let's say we did. So I see they got the boiler in there, and they got a couple bigger air handlers that go to condensing units. They're DX, they're not chilled water. It doesn't mean anything to me. Okay, well, basically air to air. Okay. It's just, yeah. Basically, like a residential unit. Okay. Yeah. Just a big one. Yeah. And there is a possibility. I don't mind. We can send the technician over and have a look at it for you all, and give you a quick idea about. There's the only reason I'm asking is there. There's talk of this building. Some people want to turn it into a parking lot, and there's some of us that say it's like, look, we got a perfectly good building there. Let's just take a look at it and see, you know, for the future. Yeah. That's why. That's why I'm asking because I did make the decision to to tell. Chris, when he was hooking up plumbing, it's like, don't worry about running the gas to that building because they're probably not knocking it down. Well, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. So you get different factions. I understand that right. 100%. Right. But uh, when it comes time, you want to talk around, give me a call. You can give Matt a call. That's, and uh, we can set somebody up to take a quick look at it for you all. Yeah. Okay. You've been a good customer. I mean, we've, uh, I guess, uh, we picked up Calvary Chapel. Mm-hmm. All right, who was actually was talking to one pastor to another. You probably know, lunch together. You probably know uh, Calvary Chapel up uh, northeast uh, off of Blythewood Road or uh, uh, Killian Road in Blythewood. Yeah, know. yeah. Uh, Brennan Asherman. I know, I know the name. Okay, Only he's the head pastor out there. But yeah, yeah. He goes to lunch every so often with, with Eric. Eric, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I mean, we, small we love, town. <laughs> we love the way everything's connected. Yeah. And so we want to take care of you all. I mean, yeah. we, we're having, a, you know, this, this job is about building relationships and, you know, acting in the right way. So you just keep building your business back and forth. So right. we, we certainly appreciate the business. I would, I would just tell you, you, Bill, in the future, when you're, when you first meet somebody, don't tell them that, how did you phrase it? You'll never even know we were here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him again because, yeah. Is that what you told him in the beginning? Yeah. Well, um, he, he said, we'll be here during the week. Like, we won't be interrupting the services on the weekends, so you guys won't even right. know we're here. Yeah. 
And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I don't believe everything about that, but I kind of hope that a lot of that's true. <laughs> Went pretty I think, well. I think I was here so much that I just, yeah. 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 I think I knew, it went pretty I well. We were here anyway. It was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It was. It's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. But these, these guys really a lot I've been, of aggravation. Beautiful. These guys pulled it was off. Was it? Oh yeah. 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 Did it go worse than others? It didn't go as smooth as we thought. But it's there. Yeah. <laughs> we no. got it. Yeah. It, yeah. Looks, it looks great. But Impressive. why? Why was that? I guess I always look back on something like that and say, "Well, what? What was that? Was that?" A As a cabinet maker, I'm sure you had many of those projects. <laughs> what? What did I do wrong? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a methods person, uh-huh. and I always am looking for. It's like there's got to be a better way to do this, and so that's that kind of thing that I reflect back on and say, "Okay, well, what can I learn from this job that I just did?" You know, absolutely. I don't have to do that much anymore. But, you know, what are y'all's plans for that building? If you keep it, they don't know. <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's like we're we're starting a school up at the other campus this fall. Oh, good. Um, it'll be a hybrid school, which is kind of like more of the, the kind of has a homeschooling bent to it. Mm-hmm. And you bring your kids to that school Great. Um, a couple days a week. And then they basically they have homework, we'll call it for the rest of the week. And then sure. they're accountable to the teachers that are there. Village Church so, has that. They've got 50 students there year, year round. They said village what do you mean village uh, excuse or me village. Um, calvary chapel, uh, chapel oh, northeast okay. yeah okay. sorry okay no, uh, no yeah, calvary okay. chapel there off killian road that was the one of the main reasons they started talking with us because they're like yeah. man we got students here that are cold it's cold out there but we, we need we, help you know you, you you look at that building and it's like they had they had a great education building and then they actually had a music school in there for a while and i think they were trying to just generate an income to help support the the declining they had a music school is that mm-hmm. right wow and so they were running that building and that was the last time that it was used, and I don't know what year that was. I'm going to say it was probably 18 or something like that, because this was given over to us in 19. Gotcha. So. Yeah. I've looked at but, the equipment. The equipment doesn't, just, but that's just me glancing at it. Right, right. I, I glanced at it, and I didn't say, oh, my God, this is ancient, you know. Right. Kind of, so it didn't stand well, out and say, no, you know. <laughs> so I, I don't have a problem. That's what I said. I don't have a problem having somebody come out there and taking a real look at it, because I think it's. If I would have to take a guess, I think it's viable. Right. I mean, my hope would be, you know, you just change a couple filters. Maybe there's a couple parts parts that got went bad, just sitting idle or something like that. Right. You replace a couple parts, change yeah. a couple filters. Plug it's it got in. electricity. It just doesn't have gas. Is that what you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Part of part of my reasoning was we had the only place that there's gas in this building is at the boiler, mm-hmm. and then there was gas in the kitchen. But we do no preparation of food except for like microwavable stuff. Everything's catered, yeah. or they get a company that yeah, they got a warming thing in yeah. there. I mean, back in the day, you look at that kitchen. That kitchen was a nice kitchen back in the day, but they did all kinds of stuff, and so. But but now it's like you have to have to, it, in order to have the, the range that was in there you have to have a hood that's sized accordingly which has to be exhausted the outside we didn't have any of that we're not putting any money into any of that gotcha. that kind of thing so good deal so it didn't make sense to run gas back to the kitchen and running gas through the lines of the church and who knows what theirs are going to be like you know from not having gas in them for a while so what we're going to do from this point right yeah. now is that we're going to offer. The continuous commissioning, we're going to be there because it's the warranty period and everything else. But how long? What's that warranty period for? How long? One year once we close this job out. So you so. see, ten lights and truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we close the job out now. You know, for the end of January, and so because we close it out then, 
the warranty is to the end of January next, next year. year. Okay, so that's so you'll get the warranty letter and everything else. But we got we're at the point where we can close it out and start the warranty period. Okay. Okay. So uh, we'll send the final bill and everything else, and we'll probably sit down and have another. You play around with this, I'll be able to respond to you, take care of you on that. We're we're here for you. We're not you're not left on an island. This is not like typical construction guys where we just want to make sure it lasts a year. And then, and at, then at the yeah. end of the warranty period, then we get back together and you say, okay, well, if you want us to continue to maintain the system, well, then we have a maintenance contract of. You need to do. You still need to. Back up. Okay. Yeah, back Great up. Great question. This is why we're here. <laughs> this, yeah. It's all part of it. Part of the thing is you do have to, while there's warranty, there's no maintaining it. Okay. All right. So you do need to get a maintenance contract put on it to keep the warranty in place. Okay. So how do we do that? This guy over here is going to get together with you and everything else. He's going to put that, put together a maintenance program. It's not as... Because the air handlers are new and everything else, there's no, no big thing, but there's times that the guys are going to have to come in here, especially that's an older chiller, and making sure that chiller's maintained and up to speed and maybe we wash the coils and everything else on there. There's a couple of different steps about changing filters and checking the belts, just to make sure something doesn't tear itself up. So he'll get together with you, uh, whoever you, you need to get together with, get a maintenance contract in place. Okay. How do you guys normally, Mark, handle the filter changes at the other church and, and, and belt? Do you know Ed Lever? I've heard the name. Lever, Lever Repairs. Okay. He's, um, my predecessor went through, I don't, I don't even know who, we had somebody else before that. Sure. And then just before I started, he got Ed Lever on board, and so well, I just signed up Ed again. I'm going to say two months ago. For the other church. For, yeah. For okay. Another, for another year. Yeah. Gotcha. So, but, but basically, what they're doing is the same thing that you guys are probably doing. Right. It's like they a couple times a year, I think twice a year, biannually, they come in and they change the filters, they check things, tweak things, look at whatever, make sure the drains are draining in the air conditioning units. Up there, there's there's two separate buildings and uh, a house, which is the office, and so that has a, a couple different units in there. And you normally handle Ed, and you, Ed mm -hmm. coordinates with you whenever it's time to show up yep. and that kind of thing. Actually, it, it's nice because his girl calls me on the phone. It's like, oh, your contract's up. You know, we need to renew that. And I'm like, okay, fine. I, I and to be honest with you, it's like at, at first, it's like I didn't like them. I had issues with them. It's like I. I they, they, they missed their date of maintenance twice. Oh, man. They, they called me, and they were set up to, to come over, and then they called me at the last minute. It's like, oh, we can't make it. And I'm, after the third time, I'm like, look, you guys are, you guys are you're going to be done here if you keep doing this. It's like, I, I, can't, I can't have this. And it was, it was at the beginning of summer, you know, when air conditioning season is starting. It's like, I can't afford to have, you know, a thousand people coming every Sunday. <laughs> wow. You know, sure. We, we can't get caught too hot so anyway but after that I mean I, I met Ed I had conversation with Ed Ed's come over to help me out a couple times on the thermostats and stuff like that but basically those units up there are all um, I don't know what you would call them they're glorified heat we have two heat pumps on the house three heat pumps on the one wing of the building and then these huge units that sit outside okay they're the package units. Yeah. That we yeah. go by them. They're, they're old package units. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, basically, and in my understanding, those heaters are just basically big heat coils in there. Yep. It's like a big blow dryer. There <laughs> that, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Oh, yeah. 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 That's very it makes well. me cringe. Awesome. I see people going in there and hitting the thermostat like, I'm cold. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. And it's like, you can just see all the wires glowing red, you know? Uh -huh. and it's like, and then you come in hours later, nobody's in the room, the building's vacant, and it's like 74 degrees. And it's like, like in your that's house. That's the problem when you don't lock out the thermostats. You know, people do whatever they want. It's like in your house. They, when don't, you, they don't set it back. You, know, you got the right. emergency heat come on, you know, it's like, no! I've got a simple system like simpler than this. That's a, a wireless thing that you put in. You can put all those thermostats in there and you can control it from the phone. From the phone. Oh, really? Else. And what you can put in there is say, you can give everybody a chance to change the temperature. You give them two degrees, it can change the temperature. <laughs> then when, when the schedule The keypad should show them that it's going up like eight <laughs> yeah, degrees. Yeah, it doesn't make it really <laughs> But it'll show increased temperature. You just push the temperature yeah. up, and it increases. But then, at a certain time, like let's say after church is over, it goes back. <laughs> to its normal yeah, set. Yeah. Just, and, I, and I have uh, awesome. eight of the thermostats I have locked out. Yeah. And it'll it'll hold it'll change for and hold for two hours I think yeah. is, which is long enough to get a meeting over with or something like that and then they drop back down. But the carrier thermostats I haven't even looked to see how the Honeywell's I can I can manipulate them better. But the carriers are like little computers. They're like the ones that you guys have here. You know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're they're like I don't even know they're like a thousand dollar thermostats or something. Yeah, like I think they're Wi-Fi too. That the wouldn't surprise me, but there black, was a big push. Black squares, yeah, of course. Yeah, there was a certain yeah. person around this town that was really going around pushing those things for a while. Yeah, it's twenty years ago or so. No, that building's not twenty years old. That building's probably that's a younger building. That building's only eight years old. Yeah, that's the about the right building, time. For the those. old building has a Honeywell's yeah. in it. That yeah. one's fifteen years old. That building's fifteen. Yep, yeah. that's about the right time for that. All right, man. What's the what would be the best like what's your normal process when we were to provide you with a maintenance agreement? Do you guys have a, a, a committee that meets, like a building and grounds committee that meets, or the, does the pastor handle that directly or no. Do you handle what that? I would I would be the one to handle it. So sure. you and I would get together, we'd go through it and then Here's the way that I would see it playing out, and I'm just being honest with you. It's sure. like the, for the first year, I would probably tell them, look, these are the guys who installed the system. Let's just go with them. This is what their package is, what they're going to do. This is what it includes. And I present that to the, um, the advisory committee. Okay. And so then they just basically send me an email. It's like, whatever you think's best, Mark, we'll just go with that. Right. A year from now, two years from now, they're going to be like, oh, we need, we want you to get competitive quotes. We want to get three different quotes. As well. I can just see sure. this happening. I'm just. Of course. But the first year, it's like, I don't even want to deal with anybody else. Right. You know, it's There's like, a lot of these guys are the ones that put the system in it. They know it inside now. We're just going to have them do it. Well, but, I'm, I'm sure they talked to you about this, but uh, Link Services are really what sets us apart. That's our franchise that we're part of. Uh, Link Service is a national uh, contracting organization. There's 150 other contractors across the country that are a part of it. That, that's really what is our, our differentiator. And, and so the, why that's important is as far as pricing, and uh, we take the model numbers and the serial numbers and we put it in there and it shows us a price. It spits out the price based on labor hours that they know that it'll take to 
you know, based on doing this nationally. Right, right. Well, they probably compensate for the area, your demographics or your area or whatever. Yeah. Exactly, know, so but it's not like we're just more expensive than spitballing the number. Right. <laughs> you know, that's it's it's based on labor hours, how long it takes to maintain it. So. So that's the, on your trucks. It says Linksys or whatever. No. Link service. That's Link our service. that's our franchise. That's I, like I always wondered that. Okay. Yeah, it's it really our so differentiator. That's like a parent company, and then they have smaller guys like Total Comfort Solutions is part of that. It's a franchise. It's like you, you got McDonald's, right? Yeah. All right. You may have a guy who owns a McDonald's, and he just pays the franchise fees back to McDonald's. Right. But the idea behind it is, you know, you go down the street here, get yourself a Big Mac. Eat that Big Mac, jump on a plane, fly out to Los Angeles. Get walk up into a McDonald's, order a Big Mac. It's gonna be the same thing. Right. All right. So it gives in the link service franchising system, what it gives is the tools and systems to go out there and perform the right maintenance to the right equipment in a consistent manner right across. Because the goal of our systems, 90%, not 80%. Of the maintenance contracts we have are the type of maintenance contracts that remove the risk. If a compressor goes bad, we pay for the compressor. If this motor over here goes bad, we pay for the motor. And the difference being is like you as the customer now don't have all these risks because we're able to assume the risk under these programs. So Link has taught us how to price this up and make it right to remove that risk. And it's actually financially easier for us. Like that, that children out there has four compressors. If you lose one of those compressors, that's a big amount of money. So even though you guys didn't put that chiller in, that we, would be, that's we can part put, of the maintenance. We can put that on the maintenance and guarantee those those compressors. There's a couple of different packages. Yeah, he's what he's referring to yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, yeah. is what we call the full coverage package. Yeah. And the, but the idea behind the idea behind the full coverage and what makes us different is that our our attitude is don't let things break. Mm-hmm. You know, replace worn and doubtful parts. You know. These technicians are great. They can go out there and they can see, look at that pulley that looks like it's in full. Let's not wait for it just to tear up the, you know, tear Or a $40 contactor, a $40 yeah. contactor, just yeah. replace it. You know? yeah. <laughs> my nephew works for a company in Pennsylvania, actually in State College, the center of the state. And they, that's what they do mm-hmm. is they, their company, and I don't know how it works, but they work with companies looking at their systems and saying, okay, well, if you maintain this system in this way, and you maintain this machine so it doesn't break down because you're going to lose this amount of money when that machine breaks. Right. It's that. It's that kind of thing. Exactly. That's, yeah. what, that's what they do. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Eliminating so downtime. People did that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, but that's what you're. Yeah. Very, very similar. It's a. Uh, well, because a lot of times, one of those compressors go out and it's ten grand. You know, at least I don't know how much the chiller would be, but it's hard for our church to budget. So, like with Calvary Chapel Northeast, they were. That was the problem they had. They had three different companies come out, and what they found was is that these, you know, low bottom uh, sign up for a low maintenance cost, uh, low maintenance agreement, and they make their money when the dinner bell rings when you call with a repair. You know, they they'd rather have you on a low a preventative maintenance program. We, we our whole model is different with the franchise. Our whole model is. Let's put the labor hours in up front so that these things don't break. Yeah. And then we don't want to get a service call at 2 in the morning or on Sunday morning that something's not working. So if you, I'm looking for you. Yes, How's it going? How you doing? Where is this at? What is it? <laughs> Brad tells me it's down in the basement. It ain't down there. <laughs> 
<laughs> we start flushing that hot water loop. Oh, Metro, yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Good, and you? I'm living the you dream. I went. I looked downstairs. I didn't see it nowhere. <laughs> it is in the mechanical room, right? You know where the basement's at? Yeah, I've been down there a hundred times. But I can't find it. <laughs> Come on, I'll show you. You went the wrong way. way around. What's the best phone number to get in touch with you, Bart? 803-397-4795. That's my personal cell, but if you sure. call the church, they, they, I don't. It's just easier. I just yeah, my no, that's fine. It, these days, everybody uses a cell phone. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll work back some. I've got the, the, the equipment list that, that Bill gave. Um, is there anything that I need to know about this? What on the equipment list that, that you guys had? I'll, I'll review with you, but yeah. you've got everything. Okay. The only things, the only other heating, air conditioning equipment they have is the P-Tax, and we don't really do. P-tax yeah, well, that's not really no. worth it. Okay, it's easier to throw those out if it breaks and get a new one. Yeah, I have three of them sitting in my garage. From, really? From the units that I replaced <laughs> downstairs, and I thought I'm going to take one and I'm going to uh-huh. put one that works out of those three parts. But yeah. they're still yeah. sitting in my yeah. garage. Scrap the parts. Do, for um, <laughs> Charlotte Housing Authority, right? I used to have a contract with them, and you know they had thousands of P tax. Hmm. But what they would do is they would keep changing them out as they went bad, and they would put them in the storage building. And then once a year, they'd bring me over like seventy or eighty of them. Oh my gosh! And it's okay. And I go and try to you know take parts from one to another and everything else, and yeah. see if I can give them back yeah. twenty or thirty. Working P tax and put it back in. This is how many more you need to buy. Yeah. So that's. I would, I'd, I'd do it just to learn, just yeah. as a challenge. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the only reason I do it. And then if I got one working, then I'd put it in my garage or something like that. You know, that's but good other stuff. than that, it's like, yeah. really, with the cost of them, like you're saying, it's like, I think those units downstairs that you were letting me get through, you guys are 1200 bucks or something each, something like that. Yeah. But I can only guess that, you know, you start putting too much money into it, you know. Yeah. You, you, you got a technician coming out to look at it. He's got to pull it out the wall. He's got three hours of labor tied up into it. Right. And he needs a new motherboard and, I don't know, recharge it or whatever it needs. You know, right. so yeah. got a brand price for a brand new one. Right. So you just spent 800 <laughs> bucks on a $1,200 PPAC unit. Well, this is great. It, it was a pleasure to meet you, and I'm excited about all you got going on here. It's a Yeah, you too. A lot so, of good stuff. Um, I, don't, I don't know. When do you... When do you anticipate on wanting to try and get together? I am I am down here, to be honest with you. I'm down here probably at least three days a week. Um, usually, it, I don't know, sometimes five days a week. It just depends on what's going on. So it's not, I can be here well, any time. Uh, what if we got together uh, like on Wednesday of next week? I, I can have things ready to go. I, I, it's not going to take long. Nick Rennie. <laughs> it's Nick. Oh, you should let me answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, we could do, like, uh, what about 3 o'clock on the 1st? That will work for you? or That's the first day of Black History Month. You know that. I'm just saying. It came up on my calendar. I see that, too. <laughs> it was on mine, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. I had to check and see right, if they were on. That was the only thing. Um. But no, I have, oh, I've said... I have you straighten them out? Or Thursday the 2nd? No, Thursday I have something going on here. Actually, what I have going on here, and this pertains to you. Something going on. Um, that, 
Meaning you'll be here? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Next Thursday I'll be here, so if you want to come down, we could. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll be starting the floors Thursday morning. Okay. We're going to strip the floor and do that. And I've been talking to Brad. He's like, just get it done. We'll look at it and see if we can help you out with it. Yeah. So that's going to come back to you um, after we get that done. And I don't, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. But on the other hand, it's like I don't want to pay to have these floors redone just on, on our bill. So I understand. Anyway, so that's supposed to happen next Thursday. I knew I had something on Thursday, but that's going to be Thursday morning. She's coming down. I've never stripped floors before, so she's bringing her machine down. We got our, our floor buffing machine here. So well, what if, if I set her at like two, could, two o'clock on Thursday? That would probably work. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I learned how to strip floors and buff them. When I was in the Navy, that was one of the first jobs. I showed you how to buff a floor, strip it, and buff it out. Yeah. And it's like I I've never done that before. Like I've talked <laughs> to really lots of people. Yeah, and those buffers, you get up a little bit, down a little bit, you dance the cord around a little bit, spin <laughs> them around. 